This is Zoe Church LA. We're not just fans, but rather followers of Jesus. Tune in as Pastor Chad Veach teaches of God's love and how we can live a Zoe life, an abundant life. Our whole life is relationships. Like whether you're an introvert or an extrovert, whether you're social or antisocial, our whole world, you and I have so many relationships. We have relationships with coworkers. We have relationship with family. We have relationship with people on social media. Some of them are good. A lot of them are bad. We have, we have all kinds of relationships. And, and you and I, we sometimes get ourselves into situations where it's like, wow, there's a lot of relationship dynamic going on here. Recently, I was on a trip, and I was traveling to go preach somewhere. And so I went to this church to go preach. The pastors are good friends, and I love them so much. And so I was there. I'm excited to see my, my friends. And when I showed up at this church, another pastor friend showed up to hear me preach and to hang out. So I've got these pastors, and i got another pastor. And, and then this guy, I used to be a youth pastor. I was a youth pastor for 15 years, okay? So this guy was in my youth in 2004. He's grown there now. He has chest hair. He's got children. He's got his own business. He's, he's there with me too. And then, and then my parents showed up. Come on, my parents came. This is awesome. My mom and my dad. My mom is a short, little, sweet Mexican lady. She, she's legal. She's, crossed, she's got a green card. It's fine. So she's, a, she's sweet. <laughs> sweet little gal, she joined me and my dad, she's so proud, right? She's my mom, she's so proud. My dad's there. I don't know if he's proud, but he's there. So my dad's there. Y'all laugh good on that one. My mom's there. Everybody's there. And then I got like, I got like a, a famous person with me, like a celebrity with me. So I'm just, I sat right, right before I got up to preach. I just looked down the road and I was like, wow, there's a lot of relationship dynamics going on here. Like, I think I'm a little in over my head tonight. And I just guarantee somebody's going to make a mistake relationally. Somebody's going to say, was it my mom? Yes, it was. She doesn't watch YouTube. It's fine. Like, I was just like, there's so much at play here. I want to talk today about how to manage and how to handle relationships. You and I have so many of them that we have to learn not to have some healthy, but to have all healthy the Bible says, to the best of your ability, live at peace with all people. That's not on them. That's on us. I'll give you five things that Paul just said here in the book of Colossians, chapter 3, 12 through 17. Here's the first thing he said. He said, number one, put on love. Just love that. In fact, he's going to end up at love, but watch where he starts first. Verse 12, read it from the screen. It says, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness and patience and over all these virtues put on love which binds them all together in perfect unity Paul is always talking about what to put off and what to put on he's always referring to he said guys put off the old man put off the sin man put off who you used to be and put on remember Paul's the one that taught us in Ephesians 6 in Ephesians 6 he writes to the church in Ephesus put on the full armor of God what is the full armor of God he said put on the helmet of salvation God's thoughts put on the breastplate of righteousness the moral compass of our life put on the belt of truth why God's truth of who we really are put on the gospel of peace off-white gospel of peace put on the gospel of peace on your feet put up the shield of faith 
Why the shield of faith? Because the devil's trying to take you out. The devil's throwing fiery darts at your life today, at your children today, at your home today, at your future today. Put up the shield of faith and put up the sword of the spirit. What is the sword of the spirit? It's the word of God. Devil, you got no place here. You got to come back and push back because God is for me. He's not against me. So Paul is always referring to what to put on and what to take off. Here he says, guys, clothe yourselves. Put on outfit of the day. Put on what? Kindness, humility, compassion, gentleness, patience. And he skips in verse 13, he starts talking about forgiveness. We'll talk about that in a moment. But it's like you ever be writing to-do lists on your phone, and you're writing the to-do list, and you're like, oh, my gosh. And, yeah, this really important thing. He says all these things. He goes, goes back, and he circles back. And he goes, oh, yeah, and put on love, the most important thing. Clothe yourself. Put on love. There are things that you wear in your life that look bad on you, and there are things in your life that look good on you. Every Sunday morning, I have to walk down my stairs and stand in front of my wife and be like, babe, can I, is it good? Nope, okay, I'll go back. And I, it takes about three times, and then I get, I get the approval, and I can go preach the word of God. But like, because I just like, my problem is I want statement piece, statement piece, statement piece. And she's like, you can't do that. But stop laughing at me. You guys laugh at me too much. Saying, guys, there's things that you need to put on. Clothe yourself. Don't put on the wrong stuff. The wrong stuff is racism, cruelty, hatred, greed, lust, envy. These things cannot build right relationships. He says, actually, you got to put on humility and kindness and compassion and grace and love, and then your relationships will flourish. He says, also, and by the way, as you put these on, let's just be honest in church. Let's get real in church. Also, with all these things you're wearing, make no mistake about it, you still are going to have some offenses. In fact, Jesus says offenses will come, but woe to who they come through. It's one thing to be offended. It's another thing to be offense. He says, listen, you're going to have unforgiveness. So put on all these things, and then if there's any grievance, what is a grievance? A grievance is somebody that has violated you in such a way that you have the right to protest against them. He says, if there's any grievance, forgive them just as Jesus forgave you. In fact, would you write down number two today? I love this thought that he's saying. He says, forgive because you've been forgiven. So we don't forgive because we feel like it. We don't forgive because it's fun. We don't forgive because I feel the emotion of forgiveness. I forgive because I have been forgiven. So that, that, that's what Jesus would always say. He'd say, freely you have received, freely you should give. It is a terrible thing to rob somebody of the joy and the thrill of experiencing forgiveness after you and I have experienced forgiveness. I don't know about you, but I know what it feels to let my sins be pardoned, to let my sins be washed away. I know what it means to have my debt cleared away. And how dare I rob somebody else of being forgiven of the grievance that they've placed in my life? He's saying, just as Jesus has forgiven you, you ought to go and forgive that other person. It is so important that we understand the gravity and the weight of forgiveness because it will decide the trajectory of your life. There is nothing worse than seeing somebody that has unharbored bitterness. 
Bitterness and offense comes in, and that person keeps it, and they won't let go of it, and they're like, I'm going to hold on to this until, until justice happens, and until the protest happens, and until vengeance happens, and there's nothing worse. That thing will destroy your family. That thing will ruin your life. That thing will take you out. You, you and I, what we do with, with forgiveness and bitterness is we allow that thing to get harbored out, and we trust in God. It says, forgive those who have, have a grievance against you. I was watching in the media this last week, and I saw on CNN.com there was somebody that had violated women for many years, and they were just found guilty. And when they were found guilty of this, they were interviewing one of the ladies that had been violated by this man. And they were asking her questions, how she felt now that he had been found guilty. I love what she said. She said, you know, whether the court system found him to be guilty or innocent, it really didn't matter. I made a decision years ago that I would choose to forgive him. In other words, I'm not going to let him rob me of my vitality. I'm not going to let my strength get taken away. I receive forgiveness and I give forgiveness. Come on, Zoe, you ought to clap your hands today and make a decision. Because I've been forgiven, I will forgive. You cannot have right relationships with offense. You cannot move forward in any relationship with unforgiveness. The only way to move forward in any relationship is I've been forgiven, so I choose to forgive. I might not feel like it. I might not even want to, but I understand the gravity and the weight. So for my marriage and for my children and for my future, I let it go. So he says, guys, clothe yourself. Put on, put on all these... Make sure you put on love. Wear love. It's going to do so well for you. Forgive anybody. He says, and then what happens, this is, it's all in sequence. And then what happens if you do that, the result is the peace of Christ will rule your heart. I want to ask you a question today. Write down number three. Three, who rules your heart? What is it that rules your heart? Now, when the Bible says rule your heart, in the Greek term, it literally means is the umpire of your heart. You ever see a family where it's like this beautiful couple, awesome, amazing people, but they have a two-year-old, and the two-year-old runs the house, not the parents run the house. And it's like this two-year-old is the umpire of the home, rules the house, calls the shots. The Bible's saying, who is it that gets to have the rightful place and is the captain of your life? Who has taken rulership and ownership of this dominion and of this place? He says, let the peace of Christ rule your heart. I don't know about you, but I want peace on my pillow. I don't know about you, but I want peace in my home. I want peace in my relationships. I can't live another day if I don't have the peace of God. Am I preaching to anybody that wants peace in their life? He says, let the peace of Christ rule and reign in your heart. Look here as it comes on the screen and watch exactly what Paul's saying here in verse 15. He says, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts since as many members of one body you were called to peace. You were not called to strife. You were not called to discord. You were not called to make offenses. You were called to be, in fact, the Bible calls you and I, peacemakers. We're not strife makers. We're not drama creators. We're ambassadors of peace. And I always feel like I cannot bring peace into a relationship if I don't have peace in my heart. In fact, all of my relationships are a reflection not of the other person. They're a reflection of me. Healthy relationships are made up of healthy individuals. So I cannot have a healthy relationship if I myself am not healthy myself. 
So he said, let the peace of Christ rule in your heart. It has the dominion. I remember that old movie, Dead Poet Society, and, and I love, uh, love they, were, they were reading that quote. Oh, captain, my captain. What we're saying here in the Bible is that we're making the captain of my heart peace rules and reigns. Peace has its authority. Peace is, is the umpire of my world. And when that happens, the Bible says in Philippians 4, it says, Be anxious in nothing, but in everything through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind. In other words, when you let peace rule, your mind, when it should be going crazy, you'll have peace in this situation. Your heart, when you should have turmoil, you'll have peace in that situation. Is there anybody here today that wants the peace of God to rule in your relationships and to rule in your life. He says, guys, put on love. Put on love. Put on kindness and gentleness and, and humility and patience and clothe yourself in it. It's the outfit of the day. It's the outfit of the day tomorrow. Put it on every single day. Cast off greed. Cast off lust. Cast off who you used to be. Put on the right thing. And then also make sure as you're putting it on, forgive other people. Offenses are going to come. You're going to have every right to hold that grievance, to hold that issue and be mad and be bitter. But for the sake of your call and the sake of your future, do not hold it in. Get rid of that thing. Forgive. He said, also, when you do that, the peace of Christ will rule in your heart. And then when that rules your heart, this is one of my favorite parts, when that rules your heart, the message of Jesus will go so down deep into who you are that what springs up is songs of praise. Would you write down, number four, the Jesus message. It's really what he's talking about here. The Jesus message. Look here on the screen and watch exactly how Paul articulates this. He says, let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom. Through what? Psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. Let the message of Jesus, let the message of Christ dwell, go down richly and deeply within you. What is the Jesus message? The Jesus message is the gospel. It's the good news that Jesus loves us and he forgives us and he's for us and he's with us. Is there anybody here today that believes in the greatest message in the history of the world, the message of Jesus Christ? Come on, Zoe, clap today if you believe in the message of Jesus. We're not here listening to a message of turn or burn, hellfire and brimstone. Get your life right. No, the message of Jesus is he loves us in spite of us. He's with us in the darkest hour. He's for us and not against us. The message of Jesus, he says, let it go down deep. In other words, don't live a shallow Christian life. Let this thing, let the message of his love and his righteousness and his peace and his grace, let it go deep within you. Almost like a well that keeps going down. Let it go down further and further so you're more convinced and more convinced. We've been saying this at Zoe. The content you consume becomes the content you create. In other words, what you keep putting in you is what's going to eventually come out of you. So if you keep on listening to naysayers and criticism and all kinds of culture, that's what's going to come out of you. But when you let the message of Jesus dwell richly within you and go down deep into your soul and deep into your heart so nobody can pull you up and no one can unconvince you of how good God is. I was talking to somebody this last week and they just really in the last couple months have given their life to Jesus and they're serving God. And you can just tell that the message of Jesus day by day it's going down just a little bit further, just an inch by inch, just a little bit more convinced, a little bit more secure. 
Paul says when the message of Jesus, it cannot happen when there's conflict. It cannot happen when there's unforgiveness. But when the peace of God rules your heart, all of a sudden the message of Jesus gets so down on the inside. What springs up out of you is you will admonish and teach each other with psalms and hymns and songs. Translation. When Jesus does a work, the result is I've got a new song in my mouth. Got something to sing about. We have this friend, and he's awesome. He's a good friend of mine. He's older, and I don't know how or why he does this, but about every 10 minutes, there's like an alarm that goes off in his head. Then he's like, it's been 10 minutes. I need to sing again. But he doesn't like sing like pop songs or like rap songs. He just sings like, I grew up in church, so we called this the song of the Lord. Like it's like a freestyle rap. So he just like walks around every 10 minutes, and he's like, so off key. So bad. Every 10 minutes, he's like, do, 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 Jesus, you're so good. You're so awesome, God. And I'm just watching him like, do you realize what you're doing socially right now? Do, 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 God. Yeah, we love you, peace. We love you, grace. Jesus, you're so good. And I'm like, wow, you were like created at Costco. <laughs> you're like a Costco product. God, you're so good. Because like when Jesus does such a work on the inside, can't help but sing. God, you're so good. Thank you, Jesus, for your love, your mercy. God, thank you that in spite of my sin, you've never turned your back. The message of Christ dwell richly among you so that you can teach and admonish each other in song and hymn and, and praise. And then he ends the whole thing in verse 17 and he says, and furthermore, and by the way, just so that we are all on the same page, this is not just all hearts and flowers and fuzzy feelings. Now that you have right relationship, everything you do, every relationship, everything you do, you do it in the name of Jesus. In fact, would you write down the last point today, number five? Everything we do is for God. Everything. Not some things, not part things, not like three quarters of my life. No, all of my life is for God. Like I, just li I don't live for me anymore. I'm living for God. Like I died to myself and now I want, want God to be big in my world. Listen to what he says here, verse 17, last scriptures. He says, listen, and whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Everything you do, word or deed, if you're going to say something, say it in the name of Jesus. If you're going to do something, do it in the name of Jesus. We do it all. In fact, the Bible says we now live by faith. Everything we do is a faith step. Everything we do is for God. When you start living for God and you start doing things in the name of God, all of a sudden mistakes don't happen as often because you're not living, living just whatever happens. You're living deliberately and on purpose and with intention and with a little bit of passion. Come on, is there anybody here today that wants to know how to handle relationships and do it the way that God is training us? This is when you do that, this is like a recipe to have the greatest relationships on earth. Because my relationships now, I'm forgiven in the name of Jesus. I'm sending this text in the name of Jesus.
I'm going I'm to buy this, this gift. I'm going to buy this present in the name of Jesus. I'm doing it all in the, you ought to just add. Everything you do in your life, just add in the name of Jesus. What, what could you do this week in the name of Jesus? And all of a sudden it starts blessing people. And you watch your relationships rise from just being over here to now all of a sudden there, there's a little bit of grace on that relationship. There's a little bit of God dynamic and a God moment. Why? Because all that changes, you just did it in the name of Jesus. You got love on you. You got peace in your heart. God's, God's message is deep in you. And all of a sudden God starts changing changing and altering the course of some relationships. There's some relationships in your world that need to get right. There's some relationships in your world that you need to forgive. And when you start doing it in the name of Jesus, God will blow you away by the reconciliation and the redemption that he can bring. Come on, somebody thank him today if you believe that God has the power to heal our broken relationships. Come on, let's stand to our feet. Jesus, we love you so much. Thanks for tuning in to this week's podcast. We hope you are inspired and encouraged by the message. To get more information about Zoe Church, check out our website, www.zoechurch.org, or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and the newly added Snapchat under the handle Zoe Church LA. Have a blessed day.